0: welcome to another vital message from pastor ron hammonds senior pastor of golden triangle church on the rock in southeast texas we're so glad you're joining us for more information about golden triangle church on the rock ministries visit our website cotr.com enjoy the word the title of the message is what good is the church you know i mean why church what good is it if you haven't noticed we live in a day and an age that people have almost stopped valuing the church and 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 what good is the church is a question that people have not just people in the world but many people who call and claim and call upon Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of their life. Many people who are born-again believers in Jesus Christ also question what is the value of the church in 2023. Some who love and respect Jesus have no love and no respect for the church. That's a reality. Some people who really have a commitment to world missions, or a commitment to bringing others to Christ, have no commitment to a local congregation. That's a reality today in 2023, and it has been a reality for every generation since the church began. God has designed each and every one of his new creations when you get saved you become a new creation in christ he has designed each and every one of his new creations to be born into a family and to be a particular part a particular member of the body he calls the body of christ which the bible says is the church And just like a body, God has designed every one of us to fit somewhere in the church. Not just in the church worldwide, not just in the universal church of all ages that is in heaven and in the earth, but in a local congregation, in a community of believers, God has designed every person to fit into a body you know, um, it's, uh, it's, it's just the pattern that God has given us in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, and indeed as we look into the future, into heaven. The pattern that God has given us for life, the pattern that God has given us for family, His family, includes a local congregation to which we are committed and where we fit and to make that body function, it's just the plan of God throughout all eternity. God's plan is to gather His people together and to bring an assembly together. That's the plan of God. It is God's hope that we would all come together and worship and that, that, that you know, He could accomplish His goals through the church. In the Old Testament, there was first an altar where God was worshipped, where God spoke, where, where men interacted, women interacted, where, where, where children would get to observe. First an altar. Where people came together. We know that. You can read the Bible and see that. Uh, Then there was a tabernacle. The Old Testament tabernacle. You remember that? It was again a place where people gathered. A place where people listened to the priest. uh, uh, Share the word of God. It's a place where they worshipped. And they brought their offerings. And then of course. uh, Not just a tabernacle in the Old Testament. uh, uh, it, 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 It was the Old Testament church. A temple. There was Solomon's temple, for example, that we remember. uh, Because God has always had a pattern of, of a place, a special place for every person to come and join and assemble with others to worship, to hear the Word of God, to bring their offerings, to dedicate their lives, and to leave having been impacted by that moment. It is... It is a place, uh, always a place. Uh, um, Attendance and participation in the Old Testament was not subject to people's opinions. Isn't that interesting? Go along with me here on a real journey because it, it, it was not a matter of personal choice. It was a matter of God's choice. You come to the altar. You bring your gifts to the altar. You come to a a, a, a tabernacle in the wilderness or you come to a temple. Deuteronomy 16, 16. God said everyone is supposed to come on these particular days. They're supposed to come and bring these things and worship like this and listen to the word and have the word read and then go home and carry the message to their whole world. It is always been the plan of God. In the New Testament, the Gospels tell us that Jesus was accustomed. In fact, it says he had a habit of going to the temple, to the synagogue in any place he was. He made sure that he went to the synagogue, to the house of worship, as was his habit every Sabbath day. That means on every on every church day, Jesus, though he was the Son of God, had a habit, had a pattern, a model, an example that He gave to us that he found himself in church participating. He would read, he would listen, He would share. That was his habit. Luke 4:16, you can read that. And and one result of the promise of God of of, of sending the Holy Spirit, The primary result of God sending the Holy Spirit on Pentecost was the birth of a church. And realize that God sent the Holy Spirit to the earth during a church service where 120 people had been having a prayer meeting and a prayer revival in a room. They were gathered together and that's where the Holy Spirit was sent. And when the Holy Spirit came, it birthed the church. And the church accepted the great commission that is incumbent upon every generation and every congregation. And they went from there out into their cities to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world to Fulfill the great commission of telling the whole world a good news that Jesus has come and teaching them to observe everything that they had been taught, and in fact, if we were to actually, you know, follow uh, the 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 the, uh, the mission trips, every mission trip designed we read about in the, in the New Testament was was designed that the fruit of that mission trip would leave a church behind. A local congregation of believers that they would, they would, you know, whether it was apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers, deacons and elders, the pattern of the New Testament. The only pattern we have Old Testament and New Testament is church. It is the will of God it is the plan for every person it is the hope of the world is the church as i said the one goal and the fruit of all the mission trips was to plant churches whether you're looking at the church in jerusalem or the church in antioch acts 13 or the church in ephesus Those are our three patterns, our three models of churches. Jerusalem, Antioch, Ephesus. Each one of them was a mission-minded church planting, going into all the world, taking the gospel and planting more churches. That was their only goal. It is our great commission as well. It's so important that we realize that raising up churches in other communities, like the church that we just planted last Sunday in Port Arthur, only just you know uh, ten minutes down the road, we planted another congregation, which we have done more than a dozen times in our community, and hundreds and hundreds of times in communities all over the world from our church a healthy church has more churches a healthy body reproduces and the moment that we cease to reproduce we have been to our 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 our, you know greatest day as a church that's the way it works you know I, I long have, have, have said for years that if you want to be like Jesus, you're going to have to go to church. Because He did. Not only did He, but He will throughout eternity. This is just the pattern. He, he went to church and, uh, and, and, and in fact, Jesus is in church today. Hello? Hello? Jesus goes to church more than any one of you. <laughs> okay. He goes to church and, and he shows up as well at, at, at parachurch meetings and extra meetings. Anywhere where two or three people are gathered together in his name, there doesn't have to be a particular number, but there has to be a purpose and a reason. There has to be uh, uh, um, uh, an expression of our life, that this is why we have gathered together. We have gathered together not just because we're a family and we're having Sunday lunch. We have gathered together not just because we're friends and we're Christians and we're going out to a ball game, but rather we have joined together, we have gathered together for one purpose. We have gathered in the name of Jesus to worship Him, to hear His Word. That's church. It's not just us three Christians going out to the local restaurant let's don't misinterpret the whole counsel of God's Word no one verse can tell the whole story and no one verse should cause us to violate what heaven and earth has recorded as an Old Testament principle, a New Testament principle, and an eternal principle of God wanting to see his family gathered together from all nations and tribes and kindreds and tongues, a mixed congregation of young people and old people and and, and sharing and hearing and bringing offerings and worshiping and, and reaching out. Church. Church. If you want to be like Jesus, you're going to have to go to church. You know, even after looking for that little 12-year-old Jesus, for three days, Mary and Joseph finally found him where? In church. And he was shocked that they would look anywhere else for him. Where do you find Jesus? Let me tell you, if you're looking for Jesus, you'll find him in church. Why look anywhere else? If you're looking for Jesus, if you're looking for eternal life, if you're looking for the peace that passes understanding, if you're looking for for wisdom beyond the world, go to church. God speaks to people in church. Jesus was teaching even the leaders at 12 years old, but he was doing it in church interesting luke 2 46 you can read that and bear in mind by the way that every time jesus went to a new community he went to a new church and not everybody in that church liked him stop letting the devil keep you out of church because you think well those people don't like me jesus went to church anyway not only did they not like him in church they argued with him in fact he was removed from more than one church what he do he just went when when he left nazareth they were going to kill him and throw him off the hill that's what that picture is about you know he went down to capernaum he moved to capernaum and started going to church the very next sabbath that's what the bible says he was found back in the house of god don't listen uh, some people are downright mean you know what jesus found he found more than one person possessed with the devil in the church true if you're possessed with the devil come to church hello that's the best place for you we'll get that out of you preachers and church board didn't like him they lied on him they treated him like dirt and you know he was thrown out of more than one congregation and ultimately they killed him he kept going wow You know, the only glimpses that we have of heaven, the only privilege that God has given us of peering into heaven is a glimpse uh, of, of, of the millennial, you know, the reign of Christ, perhaps heaven, the millennial reign of Christ, and then the new heaven, the new earth. Those are glimpses of us having a gathered together assembly. One is we shall receive crowns, but another one is us casting our crowns at his feet in a church service because all of a sudden there's worship holy 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 and angels are in attendance as they are here today angels and 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 saints gathered together that's the glimpse we have of eternity if you don't like to go to church don't go to heaven Because we're going to be worshiping and giving offerings, casting our crowns. We're going to be listening to the Word, the living Word of Almighty God. We're going to, listen, it's, it's you know, and we'll be gathered together. If you don't like going to church with people who are not like you, maybe a different culture, custom maybe a different language than, as I said, don't go to heaven because all nations and kindreds and tribes and tongues are all going to be in one church, one service, worshiping, praising Jesus, having fellowship with the saints, church. In fact, I'm telling you, Jesus died for the church and Jesus is coming back for the church. The church is the body of Christ Christ. The church is the bride of Christ, not the girlfriend of Jesus. Don't, don't act like you're dating the girlfriend of Jesus. You're just, don't, don't, don't act like you're just dating Jesus and you can take him or leave him. On a good day, we'll have a good time. No, you're, you're the bride of Christ. And you are the family of God in the earth. The family that God is depending on. The only family he has through which he can reproduce more children. You know, uh, the psalmist said that God sets the solitary in families and that Jesus is coming back for the church. Paul said that God sets us in the church as it pleases Him, not as it pleases us. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You're supposed to make the church better. You're a functioning part. If you happen to go to a church that's perfect, you don't belong there. Okay, You're going to mess it up. Find somewhere that you can work. Something you can fix. Some place where you can make a difference. That's the hope of God. Well, all of that's for free this morning. Are you ready for the word? Alright, open your Bibles if you would to Acts chapter 2. Our question this morning is what good is the church? You know, when. Here we are in 2023, and we're all reasonably intelligent. I mean, come on. I mean, if you love Jesus, I mean, come on. What good is the church? Okay? Why go to church? Why spend your time there? Why, why give your money there? Why in the world would anyone want to, you know, uh, uh, become a part of a missions group? We're going to pray for our missions team a little bit later. What good is the church? Well, let me catch us up to Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, there was a church service, 120 people in an upper room, and God sent the Holy Spirit, which was the promise of God. They flooded out into the streets and began to fulfill the great commission of sharing Jesus Christ with people from all over the world who were there attending this Feast of Weeks. And uh, as they shared, people were getting saved. And people were hearing the word of God in an understandable way, the Bible says. They heard it in their own language. They understood it in their own language. And and it was just amazing to them and to everyone else that so much was going on. There was such joy and happiness. Everybody thought everybody else was drunk. You can read about it, Acts chapter 2. And Peter stood up and said, listen. These people aren't drunk. It's an early morning time here. You know, they didn't had time to get drunk yet. That's what Peter said, okay? I'm not I'm I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not adding to he said, but rather what you are seeing is a fulfillment of what God said He would do through the prophet Joel, that He would pour His Spirit out upon all flesh. And our sons and our daughters would prophesy, and our young men, they would see visions. Our old men, they would dream dreams upon handmaidens. And men servants would God pour out of His Spirit in that day. And whosoever would call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is what the apostle Peter was preaching. Wow, it was amazing. And people were just you know getting saved. And, 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 and in fact, uh, uh, let's, let's, let's pick up here in verse 38 of Acts chapter 2 while Peter is, had, had, had been preaching in the streets there. Then Peter said to them, I'm reading from the New King James Version. Then Peter said to them, repent. Now there's thousands of people out here repent that's not a popular message that's a good way to, to to kind of you know lower the numbers of people that are watching online or uh, attending your church but it's still a good message Peter said repent Turn from your ways to God's ways. Just turn your life over to Him. Repent, He said, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Wow, what a great opportunity. Repent and be baptized. We're talking about water baptism. Now, many people and some churches have misinterpreted this particular verse, and you even see it you know, held up at ball games, you know, um, to, to indicate or to believe. Some believe, let me put it this way, and very strongly so, that unless you are water baptized in the name of Jesus, you're not saved. Well, that is not what this verse says. Okay, The Bible says we must study to show ourselves approved. And in the study of this particular verse, you would run across a one word in here, repent and be baptized for, that little word for, the remission of sins. Okay? It is a hinge point upon which the doctrine of Jesus Christ uh, uh, stands as far as water baptism. As I said earlier, no one verse can tell the whole story. God's word only tells one story. And the one story that God's Word tells is a story of redemption by the grace of God. Not works. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. If you want to interpret Scripture, you have to interpret Scripture with Scripture. Everything has to fit. If it does not fit, if one verse violates the whole counsel of God, you must find out why you are misinterpreting that one verse. Because you cannot let one verse establish a doctrine it has to be the whole counsel of God's word and the whole counsel of God's word says that God saves us by the blood of Jesus by the grace of Jesus not by what we do but 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 by what he did and so when we look at this verse and exegete, which means to take it apart and to look at it uh, you know, uh, under a microscope and, 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 and to rightly divide it, we would find out that this word for is a Greek word, eis, E-I-S. And this particular Greek word can mean uh, it's talking about the future or it can mean it's talking about the past. We can see it played out perhaps, you know, repent and be baptized for the remission of sins, you know, uh, for the remission of sins. That's like Jesse James wanted for bank robbery. Is he wanted so that he can commit robbery in the future? Is that what they're wanting him for? Is somebody looking for somebody to commit bank robbery? No, they're looking for somebody because they did commit bank robbery. This word for, in this verse, is talking about an action of the past, not an action of the future. Okay, It is rightly divided this way by scholars throughout the ages that when we understand that we repent and be baptized because our sins have been remitted. That's another uh, rendition of that word. Not just for, but because. Jesse James is wanted because he robbed a bank. He's not wanted so that he can rob a bank. Does that make sense? You are not being baptized so your sins will be forgiven. You are being baptized because your sins have been forgiven. It it refers to an action of the past, not an action of the future. It's just the way the word is designed here and it is an unfortunate misinterpretation to imagine that water baptism saves you. It does not. It does not save a little child. It does not save an adult. Water baptism will only get the dirt off of your body. If all it is is just water bath it won't save you in that sense it cannot nowhere in the word of god is there any other indication that it is a uh, produces salvation there, is, there are many indications, such as in the life of Jesus, who is our prime example. If you want to correctly interpret any verse, then you go to the life of Jesus Christ and you look and see how it uh, acted out, how it fulfilled in His life. In the life of Jesus Christ, Jesus was not baptized so that he could become the son of god he was baptized because he was the son of god hello he was baptized because he was the son of god and he wanted to be our example what do i do as a child of god What do I do when I am a child of God? I identify with God through water baptism. And he said to John the Baptist, Allow this to be so that it might fulfill the scriptures. And when he was water baptized, heaven opened up and said, This is my son. It didn't mean that he just became my son. This is my son. It's a baptism of identification whereby we want publicly the whole world to know that we have repented and we are being water baptized because our sins have been forgiven and we are calling upon the Lord to fill us with his Holy Spirit. That's what happened when the Holy Spirit came down in a dove form upon Jesus and did not depart John told us about it okay I don't want to get too deep in doctrine here, but I want you to know that if you have been saved, you should be water baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, But if you aren't, if you get saved and you did not get water baptized, you had a car wreck on the way to, 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 to the water baptism, you're not going to hell. Your sins are forgiven. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. Ephesians two eight nine. 9. We are saved by grace through faith and that not of ourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Well, that's what Peter just told him. You can repent, repent and be water baptized because Jesus Christ has forgiven your sins and you can receive that same Holy Spirit that we have received. Verse 39. For the promise is to you and to your children. And to all who are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Well, God is still calling. The promise is still to you. You can still receive the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, we're talking about what good is the church, okay? What good is the church? What, What good is it? Well, Peter is about to get to this. And, uh, well, the Holy Spirit's about to get to it in the book of Acts here. So Peter's preaching in verse 40. And with many other words, Peter testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. He was just encouraging people, Get saved. Get saved. The world is crooked. The world is perverse. The world is wicked. The world is evil. Get saved. Repent. And and make a public acknowledgement of your repentance and that your sins have been forgiven. Be saved with many other words. Verse 41. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. They received the word. Then they were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Added to who? added to that 120 who had been in church and had taken the church outside of the walls and it kept going and growing. Okay? I mean, that's a pretty good deal. And make no mistake, the initial and lasting results of the Pentecostal church was that the churches all over the world kept going and growing and going and growing and going and growing. Verse 42. And they continued... Now there's 3,120 at least. I bet they had to find another room. Yeah. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, breaking of bread and prayers. Now, uh, why, why church? What good is the church? Well, let me tell you. Here is the first indication of what the church is really supposed to do. Okay? Here are four the first four things, I'll just say because there are many others, the first four things the church is good for. Number one is doctrine. They continue steadfastly the apostles' doctrine. Do you know, well, doctrine means teaching. It means the teachings of Christ, the Word of God, the Gospel of Jesus Christ. The church protects the world from the era that would encroach upon the doctrines of Jesus Christ. We preserve the Word of God. That's the church's responsibility. It's the church's privilege. But it's the church's responsibility to make sure that future generations continue to have the same doctrine that the first church head on the day of Pentecost we hold on to the doctrines it's not a a changeable word a changeable God but Jesus Christ is the same today as he was yesterday and will be forever and it's the church that makes sure that the doctrine stays straight that we don't start preaching and and the world doesn't start hearing some some crazy lunatic gospel some humanistic approach salvation which cannot save because the church is not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who will believe it no matter who they are and where they're from we preserve the doctrine number 2 fellowship the church provides fellowship number uh, uh, number 1 it was the doctrine the church preserves the doctrine and the church provides fellowship this greek word fellowship koinonia is a spiritual relationship that you cannot get down at the silver bullet you cannot even get it in your home it is a spiritual relationship if we were to take this word and this concept apart, we would find that it is an intimate spiritual relationship that reproduces God things, not good things. Not warm fuzzy feelings and not, oh, they like me, but God things. It's a fellowship that is on a different level. The church provides a type of fellowship that can be found nowhere else in the world. It's designed by God. And without this fellowship... You can be good and you can do good things, but God has designed for His family to join together in a spiritual relationship with Him in the midst as they worship Him, as they bring Him their offerings, as they hear the Word of God in this special koinonia, in this special spiritual relationship that the church is designed to provide. Boy, this is some good stuff. You won't just hear this on any street corner. Number three, the breaking of bread, which is not specifically 100% relegated to communion, but it is inclusive of the communion that we as a church are called to observe when we come together. Do you know that the first church had special meetings just to have communion. It is a practice, a privilege, and a priority of the church to offer communion sacraments to the congregation, to the family, to the, to, to the members of that congregation, so that you can commemorate, memorialize the way that Jesus gave His life for us until He comes again. The church provides communion. The church provides fellowship. The church you know, uh, uh, protects the doctrine. And, and, and the last thing here on the first four of these that the church provides is prayer. Prayer. We talked about this past Wednesday evening how the church made prayer for the Apostle Paul. How in Acts chapter 12 you can see that there is something uh, very powerful. Excuse me, it was was for the Apostle Peter in Acts 5. How the church made prayer made special prayer and how when the church came together for where two or three are gathered together and also in my name and as well where they agree in prayer that is the power there is a certain power in prayer in the church there are many primary pillars responsibilities, goals, and benefits of the church. These are but four. And without the church, God knows that the doctrine would not last long, that real koinonia would not continue, that communion would not be observed around the world were it not for churches offering this opportunity, and that prayer would soon cease. It would cease to be taught cease to be enjoined together verse 43 yeah i got a few more minutes here we'll keep going 43 then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles you see the church is good for maintaining an awe of god a reverence for god this is where we bring our families and teach them and teach our children the Bible stories and, 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 and we share our youth about the things of God and the testimonies and they get to hear the preaching and the teaching and the awesome stories of God. The church is responsible for maintaining that awesome reverence of God. Why? Because many signs and wonders are done through the leadership of the church. I mean, it's a, it, a, the church is good. What's the, what, what, good what, what, what is the church good for? You know what good is the church? It's good for signs and wonders and miracles. Uh, I, I can testify all day long about the signs that we get to see and the wonders that we get to participate in and the miracles that we receive as a church uh, every day of the week. You know, just our little congregation. Here in this little small corner of southeast Texas, our church congregation, we are responsible for more than 700 water wells. Talk about a sign and a wonder and a miracle. How did you ever drill 700 water wells? How did you do it? Look around. Look around in your living room. Look around. We have more than a dozen congregations in our local community that we have birthed from our church and around the world, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. More than 150 children are sponsored by you every month. They get help with food and clothes and and medical help and education and lodging. Yes, you. More than 150 children. Do you know that our church is responsible for orphanages, medical clinics, feeding centers, schools, you know, uh, preaching points, seminaries, missionaries, publications, television programs, dozens of Christ-centered websites right here from this church. Millions and millions of souls have been saved. Have come to Christ because of you. Talk about a miracle, talk about a sign, talk about a wonder that is a reality that is not inflating anything you have taken the gospel around the world you have offered help and counsel and met needs to more people and more nations and states than you can ever be aware of when you get to heaven the crown that you will receive will be weighty because of the signs and the wonders which are done by the church Left alone, had you not been a part of a church, you would not be receiving these crowns. You would not have anything to take to Jesus in the manner that you will have because you have been a part of a congregation reaching out, a part of something greater than just yourself. This is what Jesus teaches. I constantly wonder at the miracles done by you. You know... Going outside the walls of our little church here, reaching out. Just this week, you know, we were able to buy shoes for poor, needy people in the Philippines. I don't often get to tell you. The right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. All the things that you get to do in our community and communities like ours around the world. Just this week, we were given another building at Giotto Dumpside into which the government has now authorized us to remodel that building for our first and second grade school to grow our school. Talk about a sign and a wonder. Just this week, right here from our church, we were able to fund three more months' salaries for our doctor and our dentist in our clinic in Atoyak. Which we helped to build years and years ago. I remember in 1994, I sent a group of five men down there to paint that uh, that, that that clinic, you know, which we had built, uh, helped to build a few years earlier back maybe in maybe in 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 the 80s. You know, I was just there last week. We just drilled three water wells there last week. You did. You paid for that. You provided that. You even paid for other people to go so that we could get those water wells. You took it. Talk about a sign and a wonder. Three more months' salary for the doctor and the dentist there. Praise the name of the Lord. I remember my 15-year-old son was on that trip in 1994 painting that, that, that building along with people like Rudy Cloutis and, 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 and uh, some of the other men in our church. Talk about a sign and a wonder. You know, uh, my goodness. Do you know... Well, let me, let, me, let me continue here. Whew. This should all give us an awe. You're going to be shocked when you get to heaven. You're going to be flabbergasted because I can't tell you all the things. You know, just last week, three cars were given away by families in our church, two families in our church. Do you know just, just, do, you, do you know what we just did? If you don't see our old 15-passenger van out here, you know what? The Lord spoke to me. I'm going to say He spoke to me and and, uh, 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 moved upon my heart to give our old van, which we have used for a number of years and it was still great and serviceable, to, uh, to a lady in Texarkana. Who uh, 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 works with children from CPS, and 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 I didn't expect anything at all, but she sent this nicest email back, thinking, and look look at these uh, fifteen children that she has, that she's taking care of, and she's not getting, you know, not getting paid for it, by the way. Okay, it's not one of those, you know, let me do it for money kind of things. You ought to read the story or testimony you know uh, and, and 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 i i didn't know it f- i didn't know it until she sent me an email yesterday i didn't see this picture i didn't know this it was the hand of the lord talk about signs and wonders you know, don't you wonder how that happened yeah i do too come to find out i didn't know this she was a missionary in Haiti for a year and a half she found these children you know their mothers in in prison well, five or six of them, their mother's in prison and um, went to the prison and got the mother to sign her the opportunity because they were living in a hotel with some unsightly other people in a situation that we don't want to discuss things like this all over the world all over the world every day You are reaching. Talk about signs and wonders being done in the name of Jesus through the church. Verse 44. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among anyone that had need. That's what we do with bringing our tithes and offerings every week to the house of God, meeting needs, benevolent needs, needs all over the place from our food bank to our outreaches to our benevolent needs, uh, you know, uh, just, just on and on and on and on. What is the church good for? It's good for meeting needs. Needs that people that you would never run across well what good is the church they continued daily in one accord in the temple breaking bread from house to house they ate their food with uh, with with uh, gladness and simplicity of heart praising God and having favor with all people and let me tell you what the church is really good for it's the and no matter what else we do and The Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. The church is good for saving people all over the world. All over the world. Every day. In our community, all of Southeast Texas, and all over the world, people are being saved every day because of the church. That would not be saved. And that I am told, as we're holding the forces of hell back, that when the church is removed from the earth, as I understand it, all hell will break loose. We hold the hounds of hell at bay. The church of the living God. Not any one individual, not any one family, not any Bible study group, but the church of the living God expressed in many local congregations. Are you saved? Are you committed to a local congregation? If not, why not? This is the will of God, Old Testament, New Testament, and throughout eternity. The church of living God preserves the doctrine. It provides the fellowship. It offers communion. And it lifts up the prayers. The church is good but the church is also god amen well i hope i answered the question what good is the church without us the world goes to hell and god doesn't want that thanks again for joining us for another relevant word from pastor ron hammonds visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.